Hi, I'm Justin. I'm Josh. I'm Austin. Hey guys, have you seen The Devil's Advocate? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. No. <laughs> oh, this is, we're gonna get. What do you think, Josh? Fiendishly busy watching it then. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Um. Idle Hand. Wait, no, that's a different movie. So it's '97. <laughs> yes. I, as usual with titles like this, I want it to not be, like, the obvious thing. Do you remember what my theme is? That's a big question. What is your theme? Yeah. Well, you we're, we're not gonna let you. Then you don't remember. That's not fair. Well, let's hear your elevator pitch. Okay. And then maybe um, we'll give you some clues. Do you know what devil's advocate means? Yeah, yeah. It's when you try to support something like, just for the sake of it, even though most people are, like, for the other thing. Okay. You know, like, if I was like, well, you know, Batman, you know, is pretty... Yeah, we're devil's advocate yeah. that Batman was corrupt as hell. No, yeah. I'm not devil's advocate. That's the truth. Batman's bad. If you were Devil's Advocate, you'd be like, he's great for the city. That's Devil's Advocate. I think it's the play on the phrase. Oh, like <laughs> uh, I thought it was just going against the, the popular opinion. No, no, it's well, it's taking a position that... The popular opinion is that he's great. Yeah, but yeah. popular is fallacy in arguments, so who cares? <laughs> so Devil's Advocate's like uh, argumental um, parry... To a fallacy? You can just be like, ah, I'll play devil's advocate and win this. Then. I don't know. What do you think, Josh? Uh, I want it to be a play on the title. Like, um, may- It's like some political film where it's like somebody, you know, somebody's advocating for the devil, but it's not like, you know, he's bad or good, or it's just, um, you know, maybe the devil's running for office or school president. But he's not bad at all. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? He's it's it's someone. It's a cute devil. No, absolutely cutie not. Devil. Cutie devil. It's gonna be a guy. Okay, guys can be cutie devils. I mean, yeah. I could be a little cutie devil if I got the right costume. So so could any, either of you. We tried to make you a cutie devil. We did. We were doing that. <laughs> that other series that. Was- no, maybe, maybe you can sneak that movie onto this podcast someday and make me watch it again. I don't want to me. watch it again. That's the devil right there. <laughs> the fucking Brendan Fraser movie where he meets the devil. Uh, so what, what? what's their setting? What do you think? You think political or some sort of office, some sort of power they're trying to rise yeah, it into? It seems like, you know, businessy America. Do you think it is actually going to feature the devil? Oh, that's a good question. Is it supernatural? Or I've seen it... Devil Wears Prada, and the devil is not in Devil no. Wears Prada. Were you let down, or <laughs> no, obviously, refreshed? No. Oh, okay. That's a good question. No. Uh, I think, yes, I want the devil to be in this movie. Okay. okay. But I would uh, not be surprised if he's not. Or some, re- some returning actors and actresses. Yes, I heard him. Keanu Reeves. Okay. Is yeah. I'm shaking my head and smiling. All right. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the only one. I don't think we've had a Charlize Theron yet. So what you movies know? was Reeves in before? Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Okay. He, cool. Yeah. He was... The pivotal Bill, or okay. Ted. No. <laughs> Just John Wick. He is John Wick. Okay. Which we haven't done on He's this. He's the Matrix. We've done on this. <laughs> Shut up. We, you can't mention the, mention the Matrix. We haven't done it. <laughs> we haven't done John Wick either. We have. We did a midweek madness on it. Okay, sure. <laughs> so we're going to get to it. We're going to watch The Devil's Advocate. And two hours and 20 minutes from now, we'll be back oh, to talk God. about it. <laughs> should have been up front with that. It's right there on the screen. I'm going to play Devil's Advocate ha. and say, I really want to watch this now. That I found out it. That that's, a, long. Yeah, that's a reference that Josh doesn't get yet. What are you, future reference in the movie? <laughs> I'm the no, devil! Future referencing <laughs> an actor in the movie. That I'm the devil's seen. advocate. That's <laughs> <laughs> that literal? Yeah. Title drop, that's first five minutes. <laughs> oh, there will be a title drop. Honey, I- I'm literally playing the devil's advocate <laughs> at work. <laughs> All right. Bye.
are you the devil? Ooh, am, I for, am I here for like a new job? <laughs> so yeah, we just saw the devil's advocate. And yes. they hate me now. <laughs> I can feel the animosity in this room. <laughs> just a just a bag of bricks you're carrying around on you now. <laughs> the guilt. I'm making us watch this. What did you think, Josh? I don't know. <laughs> Like, this movie perplexed you. It was so fucking bizarre. This is the first time where I've seen you, like, shift around in your chair so much. Like, you were like, what? And, like, leaning over the couch and then, like, stretching back, being like, oh, my God. The movie was so undecided. Like, fucking Pickett shouldn't go with it. My God. This reminded me of when we watched Demolition Man. And you kept asking for things, and the movie would deliver, and that just pissed you off more than yeah. anything. Right? <laughs> oh, so we start this movie, and you're like, oh, it's a courtroom drama. This confirms it won't have the devil in it. <laughs> and I took down that right. note, because I was like, ooh, that's going to come back to bite you in the ass, because there's a lot of the devil in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Which was the worst. <laughs> Pretty good portrayal of the devil by Al Pacino. Oh, oh yeah, real great. He was chewing up the scenery in this entire movie. You're telling me I could talk about fucking bitches the movie? Awesome! The whole movie. Every line is an innuendo. Not even a double entendre. Just an entendre. <laughs> just blatant. Like, oh, it's wet out today. Yeah. Is that because of me? <laughs> just terrible shit. Every line. Every line. So where do we even start? Where he comes out of elevators surrounded by what beautiful women. Oh, yeah. Not even a line, but just like his, his presence in itself. Yeah. So where do we start? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves small is a town, defense attorney. Florida swamp lawyer. Just mm-hmm. a small town gator lawyer. Well, he's actually like a big deal because he's one... He was a prosecutor before... And he got 64 convictions. And then he switched to being a defense attorney because it paid more. And he hasn't lost a case of that either. So he's never lost a case. Right. And this this movie has a lot to say. Mostly about lawyers. <laughs> it's very heavy-handed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it ever. Because he is in a courtroom and he's dealing with a case where... A man has been accused of assaulting, like, a 14-year-old yeah, girl who's in her his classroom. Yeah, I think he's, like, a math teacher. We don't need to go too much into it. He asked her to stay after class. But it's obvious to Keanu Reeves that he's guilty as shit. She's, like, describing uh, how he assaulted her, and the dude's just, like, sitting there basically jerking off underneath the table. He's digging it. Like, <laughs> as she's describing and crying what happened. Right. And that's when Keanu's like, oh, God, I can't do this. How old were you when you first saw this? Uh, this is your movie. Well, let's hear about your first time. I don't know. I was probably like 16 or so. Oh, when did this come out? This came out in 97. 97. You saw it when it first came out? Like in no, theaters? No, it wasn't or? in theaters. I remember watching this on TV, but so it was like a TV cut. Okay. So no boobs. Oh, less so cur- like a no basic. No less cursing. A what, basic what movie was left? Oh my god, right? How did Al Pacino have any scenes? <laughs> but, oh, so did you watch it with your parents? No. Oh, okay. No, this no, was no. more like a late night. I was, like... I was raised by the television. Yeah. Like, they weren't watching it with me. Same, same. <laughs> the Well, we'll get into my first time later, uh, viewing it. But let's just say I did not understand this scene the first time I saw it. How he's like working his no. fingers under the table. Uh, that's how young I was. I was like, how does he know he's guilty? <laughs> like, when I'm a kid. I was, I was pretty young when this came out, yeah. too. Um, Keanu Reeves is like, well, shit. I gotta do my one move that makes me the best lawyer, other than some secrets I have that I'll find out later. Do you notice this is the opposite of the last lawyer movie, which was a New York lawyer coming to the South. Uh-huh. This is a Southern lawyer going <laughs> to New York. <laughs> and in that one, they were still playing the defendant. I thought we might get a defendant <laughs> prosecutor switch, nope. but there's not many good... Very different portrayals of defendants in this, you, by the way. You like, really just have to the... be careful about how you portray a good lawyer versus a bad lawyer. It's like really tricky. Like 
Sure. He's a defense lawyer. Keanu Reeves is. But he's a high-priced defense lawyer. And he also seems to take some of the sketchiest cases known to man just to test himself. Yes. Like, it's definitely, I'm a winner and I can win any case. Cause and he does. The courtroom isn't about, like, good and evil, obviously. It's about logic and convincing the jury that you have an alibi or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... He, he tears this girl apart. Well, I was going to talk. He goes to the restroom. It's his one ritual. He splashes water on his face. This is whenever the press guy comes in mm-hmm. and is like giving him shit. Like, how can you live yourself, live with yourself doing this? Well, not even that. He's joking. He's like, hey, can't win them all. Because he sees this guy. Keanu Reeves calls a break right in the middle of this girl's testimony. And I think it's his guilt mounding up inside him. He's like, I got to make this guy stand up so everybody can see he has a heart on. Like, how much of a creep he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the press guy's like, you're not winning this. You're not. There's no way. Everybody loses one. Uh, he goes back in there. And he, I don't think he would have won this, to be honest. Maybe he would because we have a very unfair judicial system. And we're only now in, like, the Me Too era, finally. Yeah. This, this is seems decades whoa. before. And we're in the South. Yeah. So this might be a really easy win for him. Who knows? But he shows some drawings that are, like, very childlike drawings. Is a child. And it's a, a crudely drawn blob figure of him, not a stick figure, mm-hmm. more, like, snowmanish. Yeah. And it just says he's, like, a poo-poo head or whatever. Pig. Yeah. It's very innocent and childlike. And he's like, did you ever do that? And she's like, no. And he's just flashing it back to the jury, kind of a dirty move. Mm-hmm. And then he admits evidence that he hasn't run by the yeah. defense. You, oh, or the, the prosecution. Mm-hmm. You, oh, you can't do that. Like, the judge let him, too. I know. He wins the case because he first discredits her, and then he talks about he a party when she went that to. she, like... There was a party when her parents were away. Yeah. It was like a, what's he call it? Like a rock and roll party or something. I remember I he called know. it some bullshit. He called it something and he kept on referring to a game called like Private Places. He's like, do you, have you heard of the game Private Spaces? And I'm like, no, no, I haven't. <laughs> have you? And you're, no, it sounds like a not good game. Is it multiplayer? Can you co-op now? Like, I think it's always been multiplayer. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, it probably starts off. It has a single great single-player single player campaign that you can <laughs> return to at any time. It's fine. You can. It's a ch- I kind total of play choice. them each for different reasons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. There's plenty of DLC out there. Um. But he discredits her because at this party they played... It's, it sounds like Truth or Dare spin the bottle. Like a teenage game, coming of age game. Mm-hmm. And basically she she admitted that she blackmailed all these kids into saying that the teacher... She didn't blackmail. She asked them to go along with her and be like, yeah, he did that to me too. Because she knew no one would believe him if she was the only one. Yes. Which happens. It does happen. <laughs> and the way he framed it. She's to get her off was that she blackmailed those kids. Right, because there were sexual things done yeah, during the game. Yeah, like, like, that's the way Keanu Reeves spun it to, to win, was like, she made up this story and blackmailed these kids to go along with what she said, or else she would tell everyone what they were doing at the party. Right. So Which is bullshit, but, you he know. He wins the case. We find out at this point his wife's Charlize Theron, and uh, they... Early. She works at a repossession place or something. So she's repoing poor people's cars and houses, and he's out there uh, being a scumbag defense attorney. Mm-hmm. Aren't they just great? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you find out it's really small town Georgia, because I've lived in Georgia, and there are some massive churches, no matter what size the town and this is a tiny church. This looks like a church from The Witcher 3. Yeah. Like, it's painted on the inside. Everybody's singing and having a good time. And I'm like, this cannot no, no, be his not church. Not yet. So, first he gets offered the job before he goes to the business Oh, oh so they're partying at yeah. that tiki club. because that's whenever he, he eats out his wife's ass in the middle of the dance floor. <laughs> She's, like, doing that whole Benoit going down move. And he's just like, 
he's just biting that thing right on the dance floor. All his attorney friends are there. They're getting smashed. Uh, and then he gets offered a job. And they show him the check. He sobers up immediately. Mm-hmm. There's so many zeros. What if there's not? What if it's all sixes? <laughs> It's just a pentagram. Oh, she blinded me with dollars. Yeah, and he has a weird line here where he's like, did someone put you up to this? I like the black thing, too. Whose idea was that? And it's like, is this just because you're in Georgia? Like, that was a... Oddly vague racist statement that was. made no sense and doesn't ever come to fruition later. Ugh, because he works constantly with him and there's never a conflict or anything. No, he's probably just sure he, was... he sobers up immediately when he mm-hmm. sees that checks full of sixes. <laughs> you think it's six digits all made of sixes? No, it have. It's sixty nine. Sixty nine thousand. 69, 69, 69, oh, over and over again. Because yeah. it's the Al Pacino devil. And he's but in the little change spot, he puts 420. Because <laughs> he's a badass devil. And he doesn't follow the rules. And he's so edgy because this is such a 90s movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Mom, I found you at your terrible church up on a hill. But everybody seems to be having fun. But I'm leaving... Um, I'm taking my wife, and the mom's like, who? <laughs> Mom does not like... She, she doesn't acknowledge her. Uh-huh, because she has a, a cell phone to her ear instead of coming into the church, which I thought was kind of weird, too. Like, go up and say hi. They yeah. don't say hi the entire time. The well, mom drives off. Well, you can off. obviously see the, the animosity in that. But you're leaving. Yeah. May, like... It's some. It's your partner's family. I mean, I I get it. Maybe she said th- some things in the past that are just like, oh, I'm not going up there. <laughs> I understand that too. I've cut people out of my life, so yeah. you know, it's it's a balance. But uh, they leave. They go to New York, the big city, the Big Apple. And at two a.m. At first, at first, it's just them like, okay, adjusting sorry, adjusting to but the city. Have you played that new? I, I made a turtles in time. Oh. Reference Big, Big Apple 2AM. Have you played that new retro TMNT game with 60 characters from the comic and the cartoon? No. I downloaded it, so we should try sometime. It's called T- Turtle- TMNT uh, Rescue Palooza. It's totally a free open software game. It's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It feels like nice. the old arcade ones. Just throwing nice. that out there because we like a game. They're in New York. Yeah, and <clears throat> oh, at first apartment. it's just like them getting extravagant apartments, going to like the crazy office, seeing the beautiful views, eating eating at the getting, all the fancy places. Getting screen warped by a Hispanic office girl that she walks by. What? What happened? When he walks by and sees the redheaded chick. Oh. He sees oh, her talking in the office. The screen gets really weird, and that's our first kind of witchcraft. That's our first sign, like 40 yeah, fucking minutes because in. she's like she's talking Italian, mm-hmm. but like as he's going by, it like slows down. Like the screen and warps the screen a bit. Warps a bit, and I guess it was supposed to show that that was like their connection. They're attractive, or like love at first sight or something. It was bullshit? their connection because that was yeah. But at the time, his like, sister. At the time, it was supposed to show that. Oh, maybe I like this person. Yeah, I think it's more of a... Because he talks her out on the balcony. I think it's more of a wanna bone her thing. I think it's both. Did you hear when he... That... We'll get to it, but he says bone in a serious context. He does, and slobbing in my knob. His life is on the line, and he says, I I was boning her! I was boning her! (laughs) Craig T. Nelson from Coach is in this. But yeah, he's giving a tour around the city, him and Charlize Theron, Keanu Reeves. What's his name? Kevin... Kevin Lomax. Oh, such a lawyer name. <laughs> Lomax, Lomax, and Kevin is his firm. <laughs> his middle name is Lomax, too. Uh, but this apartment, oh my god. Yeah, it's nice. a building owned by the law firm, so they get to live there, like, let's call it pro bono, because that's a lawyer term. Uh, each floor, each floor is two rooms. Yeah. That's how and big their apartment crazy. is. crazy extravagant so like uh he's off it enjoying the high life of high-priced lawyery 
Uh, and Charlize Theron is left in the apartment to he gets, like he gets renovate tested a couple times. Yeah. Like, so we uh, get this we get this splitting plot right now. We get Keanu Reeves like he has to kind of climb up the ladder at this boys' club at the the law firm, and she's going just she's losing going her crazy. mind because she's a small town girl living in a lonely world and has to decorate this apartment with like it's insane. It's like. She can't pick a color for the walls because this. She's uh, going around with the cowbells. What? It's not her. It's not her fault. One of her quote unquote friends. Every time she paints the wall, we get these horrible transition shots where they're painting over a green yeah, screen. Yeah. Oh my god. Where it's like Bob Ross coming across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> the agony of painting. <laughs> look at, look at all the happy fire fueled by hatred. <laughs> Has anybody ever done an evil version of Bob Ross, but it's still just as calming? <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. Where he just paints hellish landscapes and yeah. awesome monsters. Mm-hmm. Some speed painter should do that. Yeah. Voice over their Goth work. Ross. Goth Ross. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> but uh, this friend is like, no, not that green. And she paints it like a lighter green. No. That looks good, but not with your complexion. She paints another one. Are you serious? And it's like, whoa, you have way, you have way too many paint chips. She's only a fan of it, and it's like, pick your three favorite. I just love favorite. that, like the the movie posits that like that's what this demon's job was. Like Al Capone was like, okay, I want you to hang Al Capone. Out. Yeah, this is saying <laughs> for Josh. Yeah, there, see. I run this law firm and I'm your dad. (laughs) (laughs) It was New York, not Chicago. Yeah, you're right. Mind you, this is a two hour and twenty minute movie. And like a good ten minutes it was painting. Um, (laughs) But yeah, but I just love that like looking back on the movie, it's not just like some like girl that's like being overbearing it, it was a mission by the devil to drive her slowly drive her insane yeah <laughs> and yeah. it's not that the big city is too daunting charlie's theron had this down <laughs> those gray walls were amazing the yellow ones were crap but when but she that was like six suggestions in after she was suggested by a demon when she starts bringing in like all these wallpaper samples and this one's like it's layered Chanel with pink frost and five types of roses per square inch. And she's like, how much? And the guy's like, you mean the price? And it's like, what the fuck else would I be talking about? And they're like, 2000 per square foot or something? Yeah. And Keanu Reeves walks in like, I'm making all the money, babe. I'll so take I'll take it for all the walls. Or yeah. maybe just at least this room, because that's a lot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> So, it's just one of those things that was like, oh, you have to ask how much money this is. You probably can't afford it. Right. Um, which is to tell us, the audience, she's not accustomed to like, yeah. this fancy lifestyle. Who would be? This is... They're, no, they're, they're ungodly. Inst- instantly... <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're instantly one percenters. <laughs> overnight. Um Originally, the film had way more visually visual effects planned. Yeah, we get to the first visual effect when it's she's, bad. Oh, it you know, it's bad, but it's even worse that it comes an hour in and then doesn't get touched again for like thirty minutes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was the supernatural. But uh, you know, speaking of getting touched, they're in the dressing room, <laughs> and her friend is just like, "Hey, you think my boobs are real?" And she's like. I, we don't have body positivity in the small towns in yeah. the south. Yeah. She's like, no, answer me. And she's really, like, aggressive with it. Uh-huh. And uh, she's like, touch him. She's like, Charlie's there and blushing and, like, looking away. And the girl grabs her hand and puts it on her. She's like, they feel real? Yeah, I'll give you my doctor's number. And when you're ready, you can call him. And it's like, oh, my God, how much are you going to change to be one of these, like, trophy wives of this? She just cuts her hair. Billion dollar organization. She just cuts her hair. That's all she does. Yeah, she doesn't just stab herself. Cuts her throat. hair. That's later. <laughs> do that to change. Yes, yeah, she does. That's the ultimate change. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, 
for all the time they spend, like, showing how he's changing, like, she... She cuts her hair and then goes insane. All he does is ungreases his hair and puts a better suit on. Yeah. Because they move up from the South. How do lawyers in the South and priests... Preachers, sorry. Wear, like, these knit wool cotton suits all got the goddamn time. No, thank you. Do you just strain them and that's what you make, like, pickles out of later? <laughs> like, goddamn. It's so heavy. He starts wearing all black. This is a precursor to the Matrix. Oh, yeah. But he's... It's still the 90s. And Josh still hasn't seen The Matrix. Uh, we'll get to it, I promise. We'll watch all the movies that lead up to it. Even in tertiary ways, like, they have a character in The Matrix. He starts... Okay, this is still the 90s, like, 97. It was probably filmed 95, 96. Yeah. They're wearing X-Files Season 1 coats with shoulder pads. Oh, yeah. That are cut. Like, well, they're power rock. lawyers, man. They gotta dress imposing. Yep. Black and, like, blue velvet coats. The, the longer your shoulders extend out, the this more... This isn't Warhammer 40k. <laughs> they're not wearing, like, business pauldrons. You they're can not, see my mini lawyer achievements not, and the skulls of like my that. enemies. <laughs> I wear them both on my shoulders. Uh, what was the villain from Power Rangers? Oh, which one? Zordon? Zordon? The girl... <laughs> um, Rita Repulsa? Rita Repulsa. She had, like, the... She had the great spikes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, so some alternatives to the devil that were offered this role. Robert Redford. Okay. Sean Connery. (laughs) (laughs) You know Sean Connery. Okay. (laughs) I recognize Robert Redford also. Yeah, I don't think we've covered him. Have we ever done a Sean Connery? That's why I was. I don't think so. But you're familiar? Oh, man. It would have been a way different. I'm your father. What? Like, really? <laughs> Your mom was in Scotland and I'm the devil's son. I boned her. Bone I boned her good and then she slobbed my knob. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you know I'm glad they got Al Pacino. Yeah. I did a really good job. He, uh, Very flamboyant. Yeah. We meet like Al Pacino. I said, every time he's on the scene... He walks away, like... Oh my god, it's one-liners. It's just constant. It's so you know he's evil. It really is. Like, it's hammered into you. (laughs) And half the actresses. What's that? You said it was hammered. Oh, but we were talking about the scene where the first... Okay, so they're in the dressing room. She just felt her boobs. And her friend steps away. She's, like, been kind of scary. The music is, like, crescendoing. And she just puts a shirt on, and as she does, she looks at Charlize Theron and, like, winks, and then her mouth turns into a gnarly demon mouth. Mm -hmm. And then, like, a lump goes down her body. And it's this horrible 1997, uh, like, morph effect that is just like, oh, you got bugs in your skin, look at that, it's Uh stretching it. (laughs) I love that effect. This causes Charlize Theron to flee. This is, like, her first real breakdown. She's like, I gotta get out of here. I can't see those people again. They're literally demons. And I agree. That was terrifying. Like, I I wouldn't go shopping anymore. I, maybe. I don't know. They haven't hurt her. I mean, the the paint decision thing is really old. It gets really old. Yeah. But even the devil was offering advice, like, the whole movie. <laughs> He's like, if you'd have listened, it would have worked. Yeah. <laughs> Told you to go there, but you didn't. Uh, so have you ever been to a store where you can order a bottle of wine, let alone multiple bottles of wine where you try on clothes? <laughs> no. no, but I've never been to a store where you order food out of, like, a vending machine. Oh, cool. Good point. Is that, is that the actual well, theme is just movies with weird food place? Um, I don't know if that was real, because that was an alien spaceship. Automats? Yeah. They were definitely real. We're talking about Dark City. Uh, they were. Okay. The prequel to The Matrix. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> Talking to people this week, I noticed that Dark City was a lot of their favorite. Sure. One of their favorite movies. Cult success. Uh, they are men just a few years older than me. It it was a movie that was like groundbreaking before The Matrix, and that twist at the end. I'm like, it got you right because it got me the first time I saw it. 
when it reveals it's like a spaceship and it's that flat disc of a city. Mm-hmm. Well, again, we already talked about what would have made that movie better. Right. What would have made this movie better? Kind of this, uh, kind of commitment? Yeah. Commitment to one way or the other. I like, think... Play it serious it, or I go think, ham on Supernatural. Oh, I would have loved more Supernatural stuff. I would have loved... More Al Pacino talking ADR loudly while one guy runs away. <laughs> you didn't get enough of Al Pacino talking because that's I just wanted that all to be the whole movie. Honestly. There was no, but just like him, like uh, just completely going completely loose with like his dialogue. I mean, oh yeah, I bet that's in the extended cut, yeah. like the bonus scenes. Um, so their life keeps getting more and more extravagant. At one point, like like we said, Keanu Reeves is on the rise. Um, he's doing better and better, being offered more high, like, price clientele. He starts with... The first one is selecting a jury. That was the first job offered mm-hmm. to come down there and help them pick a jury for a case. And it was a case against banking fraud. Yeah. And they're like... They find out Keanu Reeves is a genius at picking juries. He's like, don't pick her. She has a grudge. She's here to, like, get fair, get even Mm -hmm. with someone. Probably the banks. And he's like, pick that guy. He cleans his shoes every day. He sews his own clothes and keeps a shotgun under the bed. So he wouldn't... So he's on our side because we're representing somebody who got... Stole their money stolen? I, I don't so. understand. I don't know. Um, he just gives reasons like this yeah. person's this one, and he was right. Right, right. The second case, he's after someone who was. This is where he actually is a defendant. He was killing a goat in his own home for ritualistic purposes, like religion, mm-hmm. and he got busted by like fucking ice came in there and was just like. Yeah, because I think. What they were claiming is because it was like a health code violation because it was a restaurant or something. The basement of a restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. So he goes to this imaginary section of New York. And this is one of the things I vividly remember about this movie is just this town that looks like New York was bombed out. Kind of like how it looks in the 70s because mm-hmm. no one no one cares to rebuild or take care of infrastructure. But Unfortunate. He goes to this section and people are just yelling and he's like, where can I find this dude? And he's, he reminds me of a Dark Souls vendor. He's sitting down in a sewer tunnel almost in the basement. And there's candles lit. And there's like animal bodies hanging in a mini fridge. And he's like, how many souls you got? <laughs> he's like, well, I, I got a lot saved up from all the evil cases I've won over the years. But my karma's about to balance because I had a lot of good cases too. So I don't know. And he's like, wait, my mini fridge has many objects. And he pulls out a long tongue, and he's like, this will keep the prosecutor from speaking. Yeah. That's basically it. So he pours a bunch of nails on it and probably hammers them in, and they win the case. He's like, well, this is freedom of religion. And we're like, yeah, definitely on his side, this is freedom of religion. And the, the prosecutor can't talk. He's just coughing. Did they really need the prosecutor to not be able to talk? Yes, because like we spoke earlier, the court system is unjust. Okay. So they would have definitely prosecuted this guy. So it's a case of black magic being to get someone out of the judicial system that doesn't belong there. Uh, What's the next case? Is it all the way to the big one? Yeah, one is the big one. That was his test, and now we get to the big one. Murder trial. Ooh. Coach. Yeah, Alan Clark. He's accused of murdering the public senator. Triple murder. His wife, his child, and his maid. And his maid, all in one night with a revolver in the conservatory. Uh, the next day we see him, these news bands pull up, and it's like, oh shit, is he gonna jump? Because they pull up quick, and they're like fast and furious, drifting. Giant big news vans into spots, but no, they're just at a construction site for some reason. Way they're waiting to try to get a statement from this guy. Yeah, but why are they at a construction site? That's, very... that's where he was. He was up at the top of the building. That's what I'm asking. Why is a senator at the top of a construction site? Probably building he owns. 
That's the thing you're asking about in this movie? That's what I don't get. <laughs> Everything else is crystal now, why clear. why is there magic and supernatural powers and Well, shit? I know why there's that, because there's the devil. Yeah. That doesn't explain the voodoo magic. Well, if there's one magic, there's all magic. Oh, okay. Yeah. The devil only exists because a certain amount of Kauto believe in him from D&D. That's, like, one of the powers mm-hmm. of the Kauto is if enough of them believe in something, it becomes an actual deity. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. But he gets this case, and he's like, I'm innocent. And he's like, how do I know you were innocent? I'll tell you in a couple of days. And he's like, wow, okay. Um, yeah, I guess so. Keanu Reeves is very pissed. He, this isn't how he works. He's like, we got to make a statement now. And he's like, no, no, i got to come up with an alibi. So he gets his secretary in there, who should have been played by Jennifer Tilly. Just saying. Looked like well, her. Well, Ka- Keanu Reeves gets him to agree to take the member retainer right away, because he wasn't going to. Mm-hmm. He's not their client, but they convince him... Man, they're... The just, he, has to, he has to get out in front of this stuff now. They're just of... the first on the scene to get to him, really. There's probably... Don't you think every high play high-priced attorney office in New York at this time is just trying to find out where he is and zoom in on him. I guess when you have the devil mm-hmm. on your side. Yeah, you just teleport all of them there. Okay. That's how lawyers do it. Don't question it. <laughs> Step into my fireplace. Say, diagonally. <laughs> all that witchcraft nonsense. <laughs> So they convince Craig You're Charles. a wizard, Harry. <laughs> and I'm your dad, Voldemort. <laughs> I gotta get my nose back. Avada Kedavra. <laughs> you know, my nose is very important to me. I enjoy the scent of a woman. <laughs> uh... They get Craig T. Nelson. Every scene with Craig T. Nelson you see, you're like, this dude did it. He's totally guilty. <laughs> we see him in his apartment, and it's just like a golden marble bomb went off. Yeah. And the door looks like an engagement ring. It does. <laughs> it's way too much. It is awesome. <laughs> we see him in his office, and it's all like dark wood and metal and iron. And he's just like, you're like, this guy did it. Because every scene, he's either, like, pulling a gun on Keanu Reeves and being like, I didn't do it. I didn't shoot anybody. I wasn't angry enough to do exactly what I'm doing. It's like, whoa, get your and finger Keanu off the trigger. like, you gotta give me that gun. <laughs> you gotta give me the gun. <laughs> like, that's a deal breaker. If you don't give me the gun, I can't represent you. You're out on bail for three murders <laughs> with a gun. Uh, eventually, we get the story that he was banging his secretary. Yeah, she was slobbing my knob. <laughs> he didn't say that. Keanu Reeves said it later. But I couldn't believe it. It's, yeah, oh. I banged her. Okay. And he said it so serious and like looked away dramatically. As it's raining it. and there's violins playing. Yeah, I banged her. <laughs> I was banging her. For Yeah, me, Craig T. Nelson in 1997 was banging her for three and a half hours in my office. While my wife was getting murdered. <laughs> uh, I don't think Viagra was out in 97, but I might be wrong. It might be. For for how rich he was, yeah, he had it. He's a, the big blue pill, though. He's a tall guy. Like, he got Al Pacino, who's, like, Hollywood short. Yeah. And then Keanu Reeves is a head taller than him. And Craig T. Nelson's a head taller than him. Yeah. Uh, he, or uh, Keanu Reeves questions... The mate, the secretary he was sleeping with, and he's like, "I'm gonna ask you some difficult questions." He's just grilling her, like, "This is how the prosecution's gonna go at you, so we gotta go over." It. It's like, you know, he's like, "But you have to remember, just say yes or no." And he asked her if he's circumcised, and she's like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "You have been slobbing his knob for three years, and you don't know if he's cut." And she flips out. She's like, "Hey, stop asking me all these questions, man!" And she's obviously lying. Yeah, this is where he finds out that. Oh, the okay, other wait, wait, side wait. story, the other terrible thing that's going on with. But just quick on this, if you're not boning your boss, Craig T. Nelson, 
Why are you lying under oath in a three-murder trial for him? Lots of money. <sighs> that has to be so much money. Like, she's going to be found guilty of perjury. <laughs> okay, what were you going to say? Lots of money. Uh, he talks a bunch about how he wants to get with his stepdaughter, who... Well, okay, he doesn't say get with. He's like, I miss her, I don't get to see her. I want to, yeah, I want to, like, my... Because uh... his wife, his his child, and his maid were killed... And the only one left was his stepdaughter, his 15-year-old stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. And immediately you're like, it seems kind of fishy that he's fighting that hard to see her. I mean, maybe she lived with the family a long time and he is close to her. But he's like outside and she's getting taken away 15 minutes early from their visitation. And he's like, no, no, you told me I had 15 more minutes. And this isn't fair. I get to see my daughter, my stepdaughter. And she's like, you'll just have to wait till next week, sir. Mm-hmm. Like, you're acting a little irrational. Yeah, I mean, that that pans out. He's totally with the stepdaughter. Yeah. Which, <sighs> ugh. Oh, do you think he didn't kill him? He was just with the stepdaughter that night? No, I think that... He killed him to be with her, obviously. The yeah. wife found out that he was banging his stepdaughter, so he killed her. What if the stepdaughter did it? And he's covered it all up for her. Probably not. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. You know why? Yeah. Josh, tell us why none of this matters. Because yeah. hobos kill them, the other guy? Sure, let's go with that one. Yeah. Uh, he's jogging. Which, which thing? Yeah. Yeah, he's... There's one of the firm members, uh, Jeffrey Jones, who definitely belongs to the devil's firm here. He's jogging. It's always awkward to see him in movies. It's always awkward to see any known monster in a movie. Yeah, for sure. He's jogging along, and there's three predator men behind him. He spots them, and he's like, hey, they look like hitmen. And they go invisible, and it's like... Because it was literally, what, like, ten minutes after he threatened to squeal on his boss? Because Keanu Reeves has been entered into all the databases, like he's been there for years, and now he's a partner at this law firm. He's taken over, and he's going to take this guy's spot. Keanu Reeves knows nothing about this, but the guy's like, hey, if uh, the Justice Warren Commission called So did he not know that he was working for the devil? No, he didn't know. He never saw any of that (laughs) shit. All the demon girls were like, hey... Not him. <laughs> He's obviously not he one of your good sons. <laughs> Are all the people working there one of his half-sons? Half, half kids? Half kids. That's why you referred to them all as disappointments? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're all family. So he sends him to get beat up by hobos. Yeah, these three assassins that go invisible and chase him through the park amount to nothing. Because two hobos come out and beat him to death with sticks, (laughs) with twigs in the winter. I'm sorry, they would have broke. Yeah, twigs in the winter. No, they got him good. He didn't see it coming. Oh, they got him so good. He didn't see it coming. What the fuck? (laughs) And so he's just getting yeah. That's this whole movie is what the fuck. He's just getting beaten to death by these demon hobos. Oh yeah, they did turn demon. Yeah. Oh, we get so much. Well, Al, well, Al, Al Pacino is just ranting. ranting. This is one of his first big rants to Keanu Reeves. But we get so much play out of that face manipulation into demons. With like, all that happens is they lose a bunch of teeth, yeah. and their mouth turns into like Grinch, Grinch mouths. Just like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Then the wife gets hospitalized. Yeah, because she sees a lot of weird shit. So she sees a baby at home. First, playing. Wait, wins the case. First, before that, uh, she's like going crazy uh, because she's getting tortured by demon, mentally tortured by demons, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and no one believes her. No one believes her, and uh, she's being left alone for. Why didn't you just let us watch Rosemary's Baby? Like, that would have been fun. That's a good movie. Horrible director, but better movie. Yeah. She sees a baby playing with a bunch of intestines. And this must have been fun that day at work. Like, it's this two-year-old, and they're just like, hey, play with this meat. And it's like cold whatever they got from the butcher shop. And he's like, and she freaks out. Of course, you would, because if there's a baby playing with meat in your house. Mm -hmm. And... We find out that she 
found out this morning that she can't have kids. Mm-hmm. And that's a big plot in this because her sister has seven kids. She's her talked about aunt has kids. kids. She really she saw wants kids. her in the movie. Yeah, and she's always like, you're never home long enough to bone me, so how could I ever get pregnant? And he's like, yeah, but, you know, we kind of live at work, so bye. I have to take this case. It might be important. But, you know, uh, this big Craig T. Nelson case is the biggest, the most important. Yeah. They get the... So much so that like, he gets tested by uh, Al Pacino's character where he's like... You can quit. You, you gotta quit. You gotta go take care of your wife. She comes first, right? Do you think this is test or real concern? No. <laughs> Why? Because he's the devil? Yes. But argument, counterpoint, <laughs> sustained... Do you advocate? No, I want to play good guy advocate. Not... Yeah, because at the end because he's he, like, yeah, because he's happy, he did good things. At yeah. the end, he's happy, he did good things. I think he was genuinely trying to turn his life around. No, he wasn't happy. Uh huh. You he guys like, think you guys think that the end of this movie is the devil being like, "Yeah, good job." Son. Yes. Why the fuck was he? <laughs> yes. The whole line then. I think. I think he's like, "Good job, son. You passed my, my test." Vanity is my favorite sin. You did it. I still relish in your selfishness. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It was more of just like, oh, he did the right thing, but I'm still going to get him with temptation to be a super hot shot this way. I think he's like, hey, as long as you're a good guy. No, you the can devil have... does not want his son to be a good guy. This That's is... why he was screaming, no. Listen, listen. <laughs> this is leading into Ott's devil, where they totally turn into good guys. This is, in the 90s, there was good guy devil all over the place. Remember Bewitched? Or Bedazzled? Do you remember Bedazzled? <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley totally wants was... his life to be good. At the end, she's playing chess with God, and she's like, I'm glad it worked out this way. I think the end of this was exactly the same. No! I think he wanted a good life for his son, but he's like, a little bit of vice? That's fun. Because no. I'm the devil. Have a little fun on me, <laughs> but be a good guy. This whole movie, he's like, hey, go to your wife. She needs you. And he's like, this must be a test, right? Because if I were to go to her and I lost this case and she got better, I'd hate her. And you're like, fuck you, Keanu Reeves. He's the devil. Like, he's the worst one. Keanu Reeves does suck. This is nice guy devil. It's not a nice guy devil. And I would, I would agree with you if it weren't for that last scene. This is not a nice guy devil because nice guy he devil. rapes Cerise Theron. None of that happened. What are you talking about? It's all a dream. It's all a dream. None of that happened. It was all... You don't think that the devil can be in two places at once? No, it was a cautionary tale. None of that happened. It was <laughs> so all Keanu Reeves' dream. Like, <laughs> it, it was Keanu Reeves looking in the sink at the courthouse in the beginning like... What would happen if I won this case? And that's what would have happened because he knows deep down his dad's the devil. You you have to know deep down your dad's the devil. And he knew deep down that if he defends this pedophile and gets him off, it's, it's bad. going to end it's bad. with him shooting himself in the head. In yes, his- it's the only possible outcome. And his devil dad knows it too and that's why he's glad he takes this turn and shows up at the end and gives him a th- hum- thumbs up and he says I love you son I'm proud of you he has the whole spiel about why God sucks clear just a guy that's down on his luck <laughs> oh man can we talk about how that girl, his sister, was just kind of shoehorned into this movie? And what was the point of the knife? Really, people, though? Really Nothing. Point at all. Oh, you think after she got his seed, that she was just going to stab him right in the heart? Maybe. maybe I think so. Point. Yeah, yeah. I, 100%. I don't know what was going... Like, if she was going to be, like, some big, important reveal, because they acted like her revealing that that was his I sister. I feel like some There's so many drop leads in this movie. When Al Pacino at this the very is, end is like... originally a three and a half hour movie. Yeah. When Al Pacino at the end is given his big spiel like, I tried to make it better for you, but no, you had to win the case, and you had to take the pictures. And we were like, hey... Why'd you let that slip? Because that's definitely a cut scene. We didn't see any pictures that got Coach exonerated. Did we? 
No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. No, I think he saw pictures that made... uh, Either way, I don't remember any pictures. I don't remember. Seems like an odd mention for the big reveal, like, end speech. Uh Uh-huh. But... Uh, Charlie's saying gets hospitalized because she keeps seeing things in her house, and also and this you're is right, like a big dramatic thing too. Because she gets he assaulted finds her by Al Pacino. He Connery finds her after he wins the case. He like runs and finds her at a church, and she's like wrapped in a blanket, talking about how Al Pacino came and fucked her. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut and, her up, and then she like all she over. stands up in the church, and she's just naked and got cuts all over. And Counter Reeves just like, how did you do this to yourself? And me and you were like, I don't think she did. I don't think she did. Did you see where like the placement of those cuts on her back? I don't. She couldn't have reached that. I'm gonna tape a knife. <laughs> no, no. <never. laughs> uh, he, she does get committed, and we're like, ah, Josh, we're back at the uh, insane asylum. Because yeah. <laughs> at this point, ready for the lobotomy. At this point, it really does just seem like she's kind of going crazy. But we know there's demons. We've seen actual proof. Because not really face changes that we we've watching this movie. Josh, did you or did you not think that that could have just been her hallucinating? It had happened too much at this point for me to think that it wasn't like same here actual demons. If they had just done it with the girls in the shop, I would have like okay, that's weird, but whatever. The stupid metaphor. They kept doing it. Oh, when it happened in the shop, it's out of nowhere. <laughs> it just comes at you. Yeah, yeah, it was super out of nowhere. And then they don't touch it again for like another 20 minutes yeah. or something. Speaking of touching, Bizarre. can we go to the sexy funeral? Like, Yeah, that's what happens next. Everyone that works at this company is at Jeffrey Jones' funeral, and they are dressed up. Yeah. And he's sitting between all the demon babes, and they're just like, hey, how's your wife doing? And he's like, well, you know, she's in the she's hospital. In like, yeah. And they're like, oh, that's too bad. And everybody's like rubbing their hands off his leg. It's getting real hot and steamy. And uh, he sees Coach come in. Because why the fuck would Coach come to this? Why, knew... why would Coach ever come to this funeral? He knew the guy. Okay. But in comes his... They're part of the same ring. Oh, yeah. The devil's ring. The ring of fire. Uh, in comes his stepdaughter. Sits down and Keanu Reeves is watching and he just sees him like touching her inappropriately on the back, like rubbing his thumb against her back. Yeah. She's wearing a very revealing like little black dress. She's 15. Everybody is dressed way too sexy for a funeral because then his sister comes in and has like a bunch of cleavage showing. Um, I mean, not to judge, dress however you want. But oh, can we talk about I'm just that? saying this is a weird, weird sexy funeral. That weird sex scene between him and Teresa Ron, where every time they humped, it covered her face, and then whenever he would come back down, it would be his sister's face. So it's an over-the-shoulder shot of her face <laughs> from behind him yeah. on top. And <laughs> What? It's these <laughs> crazy, uh, can we call them smash cuts? Or <laughs> smash edits? Because... <laughs> He, he he's like thrusting forward, and that causes his shoulder to fill the frame. Yeah. And when it does, it's an obvious cut every time. <laughs> it, his shoulder moves back, and it's either Charlize Theron or, or his, sister. his sister. And it's just like, okay, can we get on with this? <laughs> this is going way too long. Uh, uh, he goes to visit Charlize Theron, and his mom's there reading the Bible to her. And it's like, oh, thanks, mom. That's oh. Before this happened, his mom came to visit, mm-hmm. and she met his boss, right. Al, uh, Al Pacino. When everything was still going When fine. everything was still going good, and she was immediately real nervous and didn't want to talk to him at all. Oh, these big city folks. And and she goes, and then you find out later it's because she recognized him. She is a bride of the devil. <laughs> um, yeah. <sighs> Shirley's Theron is visited by her. She's reading the Bible. She locks herself in the room when the nurse, or someone is supposedly helping her. She's like, lets her hair down. It breaks the spell. (laughs) Because Al Pacino said she could put her hair up earlier. And she sees in the mirror that she's another demon face. Yeah, she makes it like... And this unfortunately causes her to commit suicide. This is gruesome. That's really gruesome. She shatters a mirror, takes a shard, and it's just thrust, and then 
rip. Like, that's... a harakiri kind of oh. thing. That, oh, that's dedication. Yeah. And after that, Keanu Reeves is, like, hanging out with Al Pacino, and Al Pacino's like, it's the best of both worlds. You're off the hook now. You can hang out with me in my bang elevator. <laughs> Oh, call it the bang of One of my favorite scenes <laughs> it goes up and down. One of my one of the scenes that made me laugh the most on this was whenever they're just like talking uh, in like the uh, restaurant or whatever, and they're all drinking wine, and there's that the the Spanish girl dancing, and they're playing the music, and he just whispers to the girl next to him for a second, and she just immediately goes down on him. <gasps> I made her disappear. He's just like. He's just like ah. <laughs> Wow. And then he gets up and dances with the dancer on the table. He's just like, yeah, I'm king of the world. (laughs) Oh, I'm king of the world. I'll dance with you, my lady. I just got a hummer. (laughs) Sean Connery playing this fucking role. It would have been an entirely different creepy sexual energy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just as intense. (laughs) Just as short and hairy. Are you sure it'd be different at all? Yeah, when he he he's much less uh, screamy and like. In oh, your he's face. more coy too, but still super lewd. Who would have been? I don't know. I think Al Pacino's probably the best to play this role, unless you go out of like people who do really dramatic roles and get like Robin Williams. I think that would have been fun. <laughs> it's the rants he could have gone on then. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm the dope. I gotta do the law back and forth all over the city looking for clients. Okay, a bunch of bricks. A bunch of bricks you're carrying around. You gotta sell the bricks down. Who you can for? You know, he's a schmuck. God. You know why? Because he doesn't care. We're whole big YouTube compilation to him of fall downs. That's the whole reason he has us here is fail videos. He basically says that. Al Pacino says God keeps us around because of our fail videos. Yeah. I kind of like that. It's a cosmic gag reel. Yeah. Um, he co- it, it's what he says is that God is an absentee landlord. <laughs> and uh, it's so preachy. Like, throughout the movie, but especially at the it's end. Big, yeah, big... Josh, the entire time, is like, why is this a story? Like... <laughs> what are the what stakes? Are the, what What's is happening? happening? Okay, morals. It's very confusing. <laughs> We finally get to the story. Ramps up into a car. Keanu Reeves finds out the devil's his dad and fucked his mom back in '66. Now you get to fuck your sister. <laughs> he gets to the office. He makes the Antichrist. And Keanu Reeves pulls out Coach's gun and is just like, and shoots him a bunch. The devil's like, it doesn't hurt, but good on you for trying. I like the anger. He's just going. He's just Pacinoing all over the place. Going, yeah, yeah. That yeah, causes Keanu Reeves yeah. to shoot him. <laughs> A bunch more times. He's, oh my god. Keanu Reeves is just like, what are the stakes? What do I get if I fuck my sister and make the Antichrist? Whatever you want. And she. I'll get you a bliss on tap, is what he said. What, like Code Red and Baja? (laughs) Bliss. He'll give you the feeling of bliss on on tap. tap. Like, do you still have to drink it? Like, it's on tap. Like, do you put your head under it and, like, wheeze the juice? He denied it. We'll never know. Oh, I want to see the bliss tap. Do you just rub it in like a lotion? It's it's on tap. I assume yeah. you drink it. But then you try it and he's like, don't take it orally. <laughs> it's topical only. Bliss is a suppository. Then why is it on tap? <laughs> you got, that's an awkward position to get up into. <laughs> He's like. Then he, like the rest of us, wanted to get out of the movie, and so he shoots himself in the head. He's like, I knew a way out. Bang! And then everything catches on fire. Al Pacino screams and he turns his daughter into a mummy. (laughs) Like, why can't another of your sons just bang her? I don't know. Bone her. I don't know. They're failures. They're all failures. He turns into a mummy. He totally turns into a mummy. In the time that it takes. Like, it's funny because Keanu Reeves shoots himself and falls in slow-mo, but everything else is happening at normal speed. Yeah. (laughs) He is slow-mo dying and no one's paying attention. Because five minutes later, he hits the floor and they're like, finally! 
And then it, this is where it's the last big twist. It was one of those big 90s The first big twist was fire. that it, he was the devil. That's not the first big twist. There's so many twists. Oh! <laughs> what was the scene where he was in the church? It was the, tr- it was the funeral. And he's like standing there, like oh. making funny faces at God in the in the classes yeah. on the statues. He's like, "I'm not touching the holy water." And then he dips his finger in to kill the guy from the Warren Commission. Or I'm just calling it that. He's from investigators, yeah, from the government who have been, who are like, "Hey, Keanu Reeves, you know those like terrible people you work for? It turns out they're internationally mm-hmm. terrible." And they're gun runners and drug smugglers and influence foreign elections and all this stuff. And he's like, I don't want to hear it. I got to get back and do this case thing. I'm under a real time constraint. <laughs> and when the devil dips his finger into the water, it killed. Like, for some reason, this guy didn't look out before he walks into the street in fucking New York. He gets hit by a car going five miles an hour. It kills down him. Down a side street. Shows his brain. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pop out. They had some budget left. So it's all a dream. Yep. Yeah, Keanu Reeves kills himself. Fuck and this it, movie. It goes you don't like backwards. it was all a dream movie? It goes no. backwards to where he is splashing himself in the face right before he... He's still in defends Florida. The guy at the Gainesville, Florida. Yeah. And he's like, listen, I can't do it because in my dream, they, I mean, they caught this guy. And he had a dead ten-year-old in his trunk. Like all yeah. that other stuff that happened was like half a year later. Like, all that stuff was important, but this is like most pressing at the moment because it's the case. Well, that's yeah. why the devil was happy. He's like, "Oh man, I would have died in that timeline." <laughs> I'm glad you didn't do that, Sonny Boy. Right? I think the devil's so happy for him. I don't think it. He's I so happy. He's daddy devil. You get to live a good life, and I get to live a not dead life. Yeah. I don't think that the I'll devil make... died at the end of that. All he did was catch on fire, and then he was like... Reset time. He was like, he, he grew hair and turned into Keanu Reeves. That was weird. <laughs> and then screamed, Why did the no, devil turn... and had the terrible CGI angel. Why did the devil turn into long-haired Keanu Reeves? <laughs> if you could look like Keanu Reeves, why would you look like Al Pacino? I guess if you could look like <laughs> Keanu Reeves, you'd also go long-haired Keanu Reeves? Yeah, uh, maybe. That's a choice. <laughs> With wings. But... He's like, I have to step down. I can't defend this gross pedophile pervert. Uh, so he's going to get disbarred. No, no bias. Or no, he doesn't say that. He just says, I, Obje- I, can't, objection. Defend, I can't defend this gross Ob- pedophile pervert. Objection, your honor. My client is a glo- gross pedophile <laughs> pervert, and I can no longer defend him. No bias. I, he just needs to find another lawyer who's okay defending a gross pedophile pervert. <laughs> and he's like, you promised me. Yeah. Uh, they're like, they threat. Well, he thinks he's going to get disbarred. But then resurgence of his newspaper friend, who I think is God in this movie. No, it's, he leads him on the right path. No, that guy's the devil. They're... Al Pacino's the devil. I think this newspaper guy might be God. But he morphs into Al Pacino at the end. Because God and the devil are friends in these movies. So they just like, you know, hey, can I take over for a second and look at my son? And the God's like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it was showing that he's still corrupting him. That's my opinion. Okay. Even in this new timeline, he's just like, yeah, I still got you with Vice because you think you're hot. Okay, okay. We have to agree to disagree on this. I think it's supportive Devil Dad. <laughs> but That's a DLC for Dream Daddy. <laughs> Devil Dad. Supportive Devil Dad. <laughs> Take an extra year at college, son. I'll pay for it. Find yourself. <laughs> I hear you want to start your own small business. Here's a loan. <laughs> So, Josh, would you recommend Devil's Advocate? No! <laughs> Based solely on the fact that it was two and a half hours long. It's just long. a bunch of nothing. It's so fucking long. It doesn't go anywhere. Like, it doesn't even know what kind of movie it wants to be. Like, goddamn. It's almost a horror movie. It's almost There's some a courtroom funny shit drama. In it, but it's not worth It's almost a super sexy minutes. elitist I movie. would say. Alcina does a good job. That it's a. I would say watch it, but like try to find clips. <laughs> Just try watch, to find the best of clips on YouTube. Watch a YouTube cut of Al Pacino scenes in the movie, and that's it. 
Like, the scene where Jeff... Like, all the crazy-ass scenes, that's all you really need. Oh, yeah. What do you think of the sculpture behind his desk? It turns, Gateway to hell. It turns into people fucking, and then it turns into people frying. Gateway to hell. That's where he came in and out of hell from, I oh, think. Oh, I think it was just a representation of hell. Oh, you're right. It's probably a portal. Uh, nexus. Because it was all, like... Warbly. Warbly, and there was, like, spirits in it. Sure. Would you recommend it, Austin? No. 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 It's such a 90s movie, though. It is. Uh, the lines... It's so the, edgy. Everything Al Pacino says is just, like, one of those 90s snappy statistics. Like, 70% of people who say they don't believe in the devil actually do. <laughs> it's like, okay, who cares? We only use a third of our brain yeah. at its most peak time. He would say stuff like that. It all sounds the time. so 90s. Like somebody would pick oh, up there was one in a copy of like Popular Mechanics and just spout that shit. Like <laughs> there was one really good example I can't remember. So I don't know why I said that. It says it's pointless. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> would you recommend it, seeing it again? No. Okay. So the first, I I, I would say what I said to do is. Find clips okay. online. It's I said I'd come back to it. Movie. My first time watching this was with my parents, my dad and stepmom. Ooh, this is a rough parent watch. This is a rough parent watch. Because <laughs> you're like in middle school, and you're not really supposed to be watching R-rated movies, <laughs> but it's the summer and you're away. So you're like, hey, I hope this one has more demons in it quickly <laughs> and less boobies. That didn't happen. <laughs> But there are certain scenes I definitely remember <laughs> from this movie that stuck with me over the years. <laughs> uh, this has uh, been Have You Seen. Man. You can find us on Facebook under the name FapCheck. You can also find us at FapCheck at gmail.com. We're on YouTube under the name FapCheck. Our other podcast, Amazeballs, can be found on podcast.com or where you found this, the iTunes podcast app. Uh, that one focuses mainly on TV anthology series, mostly retro, but we've been touching on newer ones lately. Yeah. So there's such more as like newer the new ones Twilight Zone. Yeah. Let's get back there's on that. There's going to be, guys, Yeah. Amazing Stories is coming back. Uh, they have to hire us. We called it. <laughs> We're the only Amazing Stories podcast out there. But Spread the word. Call your local <laughs> Republican senators. Tell him not to kill anyone, but to vote for us to be the... Pre Dominant Amazing Stories podcast, Amazeballs. I mean, I think we are, by definition of being the only one. Right, okay. <laughs> then call them about more pressing issues. Yes. Such as justice for all. Uh, I'm Austin. I'm Josh. I'm Justin. <sighs> this movie. When he turns into Keanu Reeves At with the, the long hair. And then oh, God. the newspaper reporter's like, Oh, don't worry. They won't disbar you after I turn you into a saint. And that was God talking. And then he, his daddy devil took over and he's like, I'm proud of you, son. Don't slip. I just mopped in here. I can become anybody. <laughs> Bye. Uh...